Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 5, Episode 129 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials, studying in July the 10th to July the 16th in Acts 6 to 9. Uh, and today we're going to move into Acts chapter 8 and look at the example of Philip. And with Philip, we have uh, a couple of things that happen. We're probably just going to focus on the first one today uh, in chapter 8 and look more deeply at that, um, starting in verse 5. I mean, we have a mention of Saul here in verses 1 to 4, uh, but um, we'll come back to that, I think, when we look at Saul in more detail, probably on Saturday. Uh, so for now, let's look at Philip from verse 5. He goes to Samaria teaching and testifying uh, and in verse 9 uh, he goes and, and finds that this person called Simon and it says in verse 9 that there was a certain man called Simon which before time in the same city used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria giving out that himself that himself was some great great one now in this context uh, of sorcery um, or or um, priestcraft uh, there is this idea that he's a false prophet or that he is someone that is using in divination or um, prophecies or false prophecies in order to make money uh, or to get gain for himself. Um, but this person who the people were listening to uh, and giving heed to, as it mentions in verse 10, um, says it says in verse 12, but when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Now, sometimes in these types of stories, we find the person who has great power and wealth and um, status, who is then kind of put to one side and ignored because someone else comes along, they can become quite bitter or, or um, ang angry angry that they lose that status or position of wealth or status because of someone else coming along and doing something else. But actually, in this situation, and I think for a start, this actually indicates to us some, some level of humility on Simon's part. Um, in verse 13, it says, Then Simon himself believed also, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. So this this man actually believes himself. He is he has a he has his change of heart and he is able to be um, well. Actually, I'm not going to use the word converted at this moment, uh, but he changes his life and he is baptized to follow the Savior or the way, as it was called at that time, um, rather than being called Christianity at this time. So that's fine. But then the the story continues with uh, Simon. Because in verse 14, it says, um, Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John. So you've got this idea that um, a number of people are baptized because of Philip's teaching and testifying. Um, we don't know uh, exactly how many people, but we know there is a significant amount uh, to have a group established. And so they send the apostles, uh, Peter and John, from Jerusalem. And... What's it? Well, the, the, one of the things that we find that's interesting about why they were sent uh, was is, is found in verses 15 to 17, where it says, Who, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. 
For as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then laid they their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. So this indicates to us that the receiving of the Holy Ghost, one, um, is a specific ordinance or specific event that takes place uh, in a person's life. Uh, that two, it can't fall upon them yet uh, when someone is just baptized. And three, that someone needs to lay their hands or have the authority, because otherwise, why send Peter and John? Why not Philip to just, just do that? Um, they sent Peter and John to do that because they had the authority. Um, clearly, Peter and John had this authority to do it, but not Philip. Perhaps he had the Aaronic priesthood or whatever the equivalent of that authority was named at that time to be able to baptize, but not give the gift of the Holy Ghost. I think that's a really important um, few verses there for us as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. For we believe that we have the restored church on the earth once again. And this is an example of what it would look like in our practice um, of someone being able to baptize, but maybe not necessarily being able to give the gift of the Holy Ghost, but the gift of the Holy Ghost being given by others who arrive and have that authority. Also make notes, of course, though, that um, they use the phrase receive the Holy Ghost, which is used in our prayer or blessing or ordination, not ordination, ordinance uh, of the confirmation, receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. But people can feel the Holy Ghost and experience the power of the Holy Ghost before baptism as well, which, of course, we uh, we saw or we, or we, we see um, many times throughout the scriptures. But let's return back to Simon and see what happens as a result of this. So, in verse 18, it says, And when Simon saw that through laying on, on the apostles' hands the holy posts were given, he offered them money, saying, Give me also this power that on whomsoever I lay hands, he may receive the Holy Ghost. Now, I have to, I have to say here, clearly we, un, we understand. Now, as members of the church, we understand that this is not a, uh, an acceptable practice, that people offer money to be able to have the power or authority of the, of the, of the priesthood. We know that, that rather than money, uh, it is more of a spiritual nature um, that we need to give sacrifice and, and, and pay payment to. And that is through our discipleship, through our worthiness, through our, um, you know, our dis desire to follow the Saviour. But remember that Simon's, um, well, certainly recent history, we don't know how long Simon was practicing sorcery and priestcraft and, and gaining money and status from his work, but we, we know that for a, not good, for a good while uh, he was doing this practice and he was receiving money uh, for the work he was doing. And perhaps he has quite not understood at this point yet the, um, how the gospel works, how the Saviour would have this done. Uh, in in his in his church and in his way, uh, Peter corrects him and um, says, "Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Um, thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter, for thy heart is not right in the sight of God." So obviously, Peter either sees something we don't, or perhaps has a wider conversation with Simon, which just which uncovers that perhaps he is hoping to receive this priesthood authority by purchase so that he can then go out and continue in the way that he has done before and that is gaining money himself and gaining status and power within the people because he has the authority of the priesthood uh, and so 
you know, because Peter continues for a couple of verses, kind of condemning what Simon is asking him. But in verse 24, we see again a good sign that Simon is on this path of humility by saying, Then answered Simon and said, Pray ye to the Lord for me, that none of these things which ye have spoken come upon me. And that's it. That's all we hear of the rest of Simon's story. So I think here we've got this individual who we don't know exactly um, what Simon does as a result of this, but he was willing to change. Um, and I think that this is a great indicator to us about what we ought to do, um, particularly if there are things in our lives that need to be put right. And of course, well, who does that apply to? I guess everyone. Um, that Simon is someone who shows that need to be humble. Um, and that even if we have things that aren't right in the sight of God, that we are able to change that and he is willing to, uh, to, to forgive and to accept that change and to help us to become more converted uh, to the Lord. So I think that is a great example, a great story to kind of reflect, reflect on and to um, learn some principles from. Thank you so much uh, for sharing your time, your time with us listening. Please share the podcast, please subscribe, review and uh, join us tomorrow as we continue our study until we meet again.